Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. And this is episode 101. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host. This week on the podcast, we have a craft beer special as we spend an afternoon at this year's Craft Beer Rising Festival meeting some of our favourite brewers. I chatted to Brad from Tiny Rebel Brewery in Newport about starting out in his garage with a homebrew kit and how inspiration can come from the strangest places, including a can of lilt. Then drinks writer Hannah catches up with Simon from the Wild Beer Co. to find out how they experiment with some crazy flavours like sea buckthorn, saffron and even lobster. And finally, we have the return of podcast favourite Big Al from Meantime, who talks us through what's new from the brewery this summer and explains why pasteurisation is the enemy of flavour in beer. So um, I'm here with Brad from Tiny Rebel Brewery. Hi, Brad. How are you doing? I'm a massive fan of Tiny Rebel. Um, Good, good to hear, good to hear. How did you guys get started back in the day? Homebrewing. Really? So, uh, yeah, we were never in the industry before, so I, I, I set the brewery up with my brother-in-law. So we're an independent family-run brewery. And, um, yeah, we just started off as a hobby, homebrewing in my dad's garage, Yeah. you know, while having full-time jobs. And uh, we used to make so much beer that we couldn't drink it all. So we used to give it away to people. Oh, really? And, you know, the feedback that we were getting was, this is better than what I'm drinking in the pub. Yeah. So kind of sparked an idea. There wasn't a brewery in Newport, you know, So we thought, why don't we try it? So we spent two years then, you know, trying to really kind of uh, master homebrewing, if you can. And um, really just get an idea for ingredients and commercial brewing, you know, try and get a brand, put a business plan together, get investment. Wow. A lot of work. And then um, we, we did all that and then launched in 2012. So what, were, what sort of volume were you brewing at the beginning? So in the garage, we were, we were just running off a 50-litre uh, uh, homebrew kit. Wow. So we, we both chucked uh, 500 quid in, got ourselves a, a nice homebrew kit, a bit of stainless steel. That's our first bit of stainless steel. We've actually still got it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, we started that. And then, um, yeah, we got some investment. And then uh, in 2012, we launched the brewery. You know, so we went from a, a 50-litre kit to a commercial 2,000-litre So you literally... Really jumped in the deep end of yeah the, uh, we, we like to think we prepped ourselves and yeah. you know that's what the two years was all about yeah. you know understanding ingredients getting some recipes together you know and then taking them and into the market was, what was the beer scene like in like south wales at the time that you about 10 years behind everywhere else yeah oh, and, really? it, and it's i think it still is you know we're the further what we say in wales is the further down the m4 you go west you know, you're going back in time a little bit. Yeah. You know, so when you compare London to South Wales now, we're still five years behind. Yeah. You know, in terms of thought process and everything else that's going on. So, um, yeah, it was, 
you know, Brains Brewery, you know, yeah, everything's monopolized know, yeah, by Brains, yeah. so I grew up on Brains, you know, great beer for what it is, yeah. you know, but you don't want to drink it all day, everything, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot more out there, so that's where we came in, and, um, you know, and now we're, we're the leaders, you know, kind of in the in the Welsh beer scene. And when you were trying to get your beer into pubs, were you literally just knocking on doors and saying, try this beer, sell it, I mean? But we were never salesmen, you know, we, <laughs> right. our background was engineering, so we never knew how to... We never knew how to sell, so yeah. I, I think for us it was um, it was more about educating, yeah. you know, because you know we were putting you know beers, you know what people would class now as a gateway beer into into the kind of like the the craft beer scene, yeah, you know. But six years ago in, in Newport, you know these beers were you know blowing people's minds, yeah, you know just because the amount of hops that we put in there, you know. But obviously times have changed now, and yeah. and there now the the gateway things have progressed. So we were putting like four and a half percent beers in. Uh, Fubar being one of them. Yeah. And people just couldn't get their head around flavor against Having ABV. Having that much flavor, right, yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they, they kind of blown away a little bit. Yeah. And, um, so what was the first beer that you brewed? What, what what style was it? So we launched with two beers, Fubar and Urban IPA. Right. So Pale Ale and IPA, 4.5%, 5.5%. Yeah. And then um, from then we quickly went Kutch, Kutch which yeah. then went on to win uh, the Champion Beer of Britain. Kutch means like cuddle, doesn't cuddle. it? Cuddle. Yeah, yeah. Or hug. Yeah, it's a really nice word. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you like one of my favorites is your, um, the one I discovered you through was uh, Club Tropicana. Club, yeah, yeah, love Club. Yeah. I think um, everyone connects with that beer, you know, in one way or another, whether it's the branding or the flavor of it. Yeah. You know, the story there is we, we, we actually, we tried to recreate Lilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something <laughs> that we love. Here, yeah. You know, and, um, I think we did a good job. I think it's it, it's so refreshing and because it's kind of like it's slightly sour as well, isn't it? Like tropical. Would you yeah. call it sour? Or? I would call it sour. It's, it's you, you get that from the fruit. It's a fruit, yeah. You it's know, like, and, and um, yeah, it's, it's it is a really refreshing. How do you how do you do? I mean, without giving massive secrets away, how do you get that level of fruit and like not too much sweetness? And I mean, what's it's, the process to get a, it into a the little beer? bit of trial and error? Yeah, right. Um, you know, a bit of. R&D and, and you know we've been brewing for six years now so yeah. you know ingredients like adding in um, you know mango pineapple passion fruit you know peach we use them in other beers right so it's really just understanding the ingredient yeah and um, you know it's, it's one of the reasons we spent two years hardcore homebrewing yeah was to really understand you know hops malt water and yeast yeah which in all four you need to know you can't just know one and not the others so um, so once you've got that basis then you can go off and you start can then use inventing. it in other yeah yeah and is that where your like heart lies in the kind of brewing those really inventive different because we tried a couple today we tried um, Cheeky V which is another um, trying to make Vimto in beer form yeah yeah so we, we're using that um, raspberry blackberry and uh, grape and um, you know we put a little bit of sourness to it four percent really really drinkable it's so I've just and the color I love the color on it it's like a bright raspberry color and you would kind of expect it to have the like a a lot of sweetness but it hasn't it's Mm. just got this real like fruit driven like slightly sour but really refreshing I've I've given it to people and and they've been kind of blown away that it's a beer yeah you know because it it doesn't resemble a beer for for people so it's um, again it's a nice introduction for some people who are not into beer but 
you know, might like what? more fruity beers or more fruity kind of things, a bit more sweeter. What What do you think is kind of the hot style at the minute? I mean, I'm seeing like loads of sours in in bars that are selling, you know, new new. Um, or what is it? Just anything? Well, is, is, it, it, <laughs> is it just up for? It's grabs? a bit of everything, really. But I personally, I, I I think people are kind of going back to a bit more uh, session. All oh, right, yeah. You know, you know, over the last year, you know, double IPAs. You know, they're always there. They're always be there, but. You know, I think what we do well as a brewery is we focus on the drinkability side of things. Yeah, so you're not putting stuff out at seven percent where so, you literally just can't. Well, yeah, you know, and we do. And, and, yeah. and um, you know, we did we did a, an, uh, an orange mocha uh, frap stout. Yeah, we tried that as well. With, um, that we just recently Lovely. brewed with Fierce Brewery. You know, but it's very drinkable, but it's seven percent. Yeah. You know, but it's. I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you a seven. <laughs> Hannah, Hannah's, Hannah's got a glass of it now, and uh, yeah, she's getting through it. Um, so that's what I'm saying, you know. So, you know, regardless of ABV, you know, it's drinkability is what we focus on. Yeah. You know, but um, I think, yeah, I, I think as, as a market as a whole, I think people are going to be just, you know, this year maybe, especially summer coming up. And you, men you mentioned collaborations. Is that quite a big thing for you to collaborate with other brewers? It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. You know, we we you know we collaborate with with breweries that we're friends with. Yeah. And that's the fun part of it. You know, we, we never do anything for any other reason. You know, we won't just collaborate with a brewery just for the sake of it. No. It's pointless. So it's. Um, do you literally sit in the pub at night dreaming up what you're going to do, like with these people? You sort of get together and drink and kind of. That's how I imagine it happens. <laughs> no, it's, it's more like in the office we'll end up having a Nerf gun fight and then something will spark from that. Uh, yeah, it, everyone chips in and that's the good thing now. It's uh, as a brewery, you know, we, we, we got a brewery, we got bars, you know, six years in, yeah. we employ 110 people, you know, so we, we are growing and, and, and everyone chips in. We got yeah. such a, a nice culture within the company that's creative. Yeah. So really it's, um, you know, we, we, we encourage everyone to get involved with anything. Do you think, it, is, it in, is it a much easier place to start now if you're starting a craft beer? Harder. Really? I think so, yeah. Wow. You know, there's, there's, there's you know, so many good breweries around. Yeah, you know, it, I think, you know, for the consumer, what a great time to be alive, yeah, you know, amazing, for beer. Amazing. Right? You, look, you know, you look back just five, six years ago and how much has changed since then. Yeah, yeah. You look back at what London was like, you know, back in 2007, 2008, when there might have been one or two bars. Yeah, you're You know, right. the break, you know. Mm. Being one of them, and, and now look at it. You know, it's 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 meant it's gone mad, it's mental. So, so it's a great time for people to get out there and try some new things. Yeah, but you know, as a startup, you know, you gotta to get noticed now. It's ten Pretty times hard. harder. Yeah. I would have thought, you know, just personal opinion, but yeah, I might be wrong. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And what about the future for you guys? Are you, are you what's what's on the horizon? Have you got any new things? Oh, he's got a project yeah. on. Oh, he's got a project <laughs> on. So um, you know, if it's not beer, we, we just launched a new a game today. Oh yeah, you said an app. So the, the, the first, you know, first UK brewery to put a game out there, uh, an app. So you you brew beer, you sell it, yeah. and you make money. Amazing. It's called Beer Money Inc. All right. So uh, App Store, you can get it on your Android. Brilliant. So uh, you can just, it literally follows the history of the brewery um, from back in the garage and then you build up to, to kind of present day. And it and, shows and you how to put beer together. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. And, educational. And, and the beers that we just touched on, the Cheeky V and the, the Orange yeah. Frap, they're actually in the game. So that's oh, how really? current the game is. Cool. You know, so it's good. And uh, yeah, we've got a few other things lined up yeah. that I can't say, but a few, yeah. Yeah, we've always got a project on. Oh, well, good luck. And thanks so much for coming to talk to us today, Brad. Thank Great you very to much. Meet you. Hi, 
So we're chatting to Simon from Wild Beer Co. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the company? So you're based in Somerset. Um, how long have you been around? Okay, so we set up just about five years ago mm -hmm. uh, by two guys, Andrew Cooper and Brett Ellis. Mm -hmm. uh, one was a guy from Somerset that just loved all things beer and food. Uh, mm -hmm. The guy's a, a Californian chef who retrained to be a brewer. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been going five years. We started with uh, two barrels of yeah. beer, uh, blend them together. Um, and now today we are now looking to open our new brewery uh, in about 18 months' time on the oh, wow. uh, Ship to Manage showground. Yeah. Um, we have over 550 barrels in stock at the moment. Uh, and some wooden fooders, uh, which are sort of two and a half thousand litre wooden containers that, that we bought in from Napa Valley. Yeah. And uh, which uh, ferment the beer for us. So we've grown enormously. Uh, mm. It's been a hell of a journey over the last five years. Um, but we're really looking forward to what happens in the next two years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, something I really noticed about Wild Beer Co. is you just, you're so, you've got such an imaginative approach to flavours and making new beers and, you know, your influences seem to range everywhere. I mean, it's, it, it seems really symbolic of what craft beer is really about at the moment. It's just not sticking to kind of rigid rules. and. Yeah, I mean, the... the, the the concept really for starting the brewery is to change people's perceptions about mm. what beer and beer flavours can deliver. Mm. Um, if, if I'm from the wine world originally, so I always look at it that the fact that if you had a wine list with uh, 10 Merlot and 10 Chardonnay and one Rosé on, you'd think it's a bit of an unbalanced list. And uh, going back even sort of five, six years ago, you'd, you'd walk into a bar and you'd have maybe three or four lagers, a cider, and maybe some ale. So it's quite narrow in terms of the uh, flavour profiles mm. of beers. Now, Last year, we, we made over 50 different beers, um, which is quite mad, really. <laughs> quite difficult to manage. Yeah, a lot of beers. Ambitious. Um, but, you know, crucially, a very um, different flavor profiles on the beers. Mm. So we, 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 we tend to use uh, around six different types of yeasts, including our own house cultivated yeast, which was made from uh, skins from the apple trees that are around us in Somerset. Oh, wow. Um, but we, we do a lot of mixed fermentations as well with different yeasts. Mm. Uh, so very different flavor profiles, quite challenging in some respects, but mm. definitely designed to create a, an emotional response rather than a kind of, uh, yeah, that's quite nice, but you know, I'll yeah. have another one. What do you think um, of all the beers you made? What do you think really sort of, what's your favorite? What really sums up what Wild Beer Co is all about? Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of a beer that we choose called Yadakai, which is mm -hmm. a Japanese for Mad Monk. Mm -hmm. And it was made with a collaboration of uh, restaurateurs, mm. um, brewers, and, and ourselves obviously leading the project. And we utilized a, a number of uh, different ingredients mm. from uh, sea buckthorn to rice. It's a 13% beer in, in a 750ml bottle. Um, but it's, it's quite an amazing flavor profile of beer. And it, it really, to me, drives home the, the idea around flavor mm. above above style and what I mean by that is traditionally you'd, you'd have on a bar uh, a stout a lager uh, potentially now a pale ale and mm. what we're looking for is to, to start with the ideas of flavor and ideas of flavor and then work out how that fits into a style of beer um, and that's where we start from mm. well, um, have you ever in terms of have you ever started with, an, with a really crazy idea 
and it's ended up slotting into a style of beer which we never would have expected it to. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, 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 we've had some very strange ideas. I mean, one of which was uh, of the sea, uh, where we put lobsters and crabs in the boil. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and then we, we came out, which we thought was going to be sort of a little bit like a pale ale. Mm. Um, with uh, uh, We used to see basil as well uh, and saffron. And... Um, probably one of my most expensive beers to have but it didn't really fit in a, in a certain style mm. it was quite strange it was definitely polarizing from mm. the consumer point of view um, but for us it was it was about those uh, explorating explorating the different area I just made a word up exploring those different words um, exploring those different varieties of flavor mm. and again you know we were quite polarized in the brewery you know 50% absolutely loved it and 50% sort of said it was a bit weird for them a bit like a lobster bisque I don't know I mean I like a lobster bisque maybe that sounds it worked exceedingly well with fish um, I bet it, it did yeah and, it, and it, it really wasn't a drink to sit and drink around on pints mm. and I guess that's from, from our point is the whole is the the whole ethos behind us it's not saying that it, you know we, we respect and we understand the, the people that might sit around and, and drink vertically a, a pint of beer mm. and we do that as well mm. so we have beers that we produce for every day but we also have beers that are meant there to sip and, and explore and enjoy much like you would do on a wine mm. so really you know you don't you don't start and you don't all sit down and think right we'd like to make a pale ale or we'd like to make a porter it's pretty much you have an idea and you just follow it and see where it takes you that's it yeah I mean we, we do make uh, what we call our clean beer so we don't we use uh, ale yeasts or lard yeast and mm-hmm. uh, we don't use mixed fermentation um, so the idea is that if we like a pale ale then we try and make the best that we ever could do so we, we, we make it to a standard rather than a price mm. and that's really key for us um, mm. you know we want people to enjoy it and have uh, a balanced beer to drink mm-hmm. uh, for whatever occasion and you know it when someone says to us, you know, what an amazing beer, but I couldn't drink pints of it, then that's not a bad thing, you know. Mm. People people want beer for different occasions now. Mm. And uh, to spread that message out to, to the wider world and to the wider audience is, is, our, is our mission, our goal in the next two or three years. Mm. What would you say in terms of, you know, so much stuff is happening at the moment in the world of craft beer? I mean, what would you say are the kind of the next big things you see on the horizon or the next thing, you know, what do you think everyone should be drinking or what do you think everyone will be drinking? Well, to me, the, the next the, the next challenge for craft beer to 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 survive into to the next decade mm-hmm. is education. Mm. You know, we need to ed- we need to spend time to educate the public about what we're trying to do and trying to achieve. Uh, because with without that, and again because I was in the wine world I hark back to that area mm. it's a bit like wine from the 90, in the 1990s where people liked and were interested in the category but actually didn't understand a lot about it mm. and what they would tend to do is grasp onto certain grape varietals mm-hmm. that they liked and they found and then they whether it be a Pinot Grigio or Merlot so at the moment within the craft world world that's is IPAs and pale ales and our job as a, a brewer that makes you know 44 to 50 beers a year different styles um, our job is to help educate them about how, when, or in what condition you drink these beers. You know, have this beer with a, a steak or a game pie or, you know, have this to sip after a meal. I'll use an example. We, we made a, an iced beer before Christmas. So uh, one of our um, iconic beers is Modus Operandi, which is a barrel-aged beer in bourbon and red burgundy casks. It's 
blended together after about four or five months mm-hmm. in in uh, in the barrels, and it's slightly sour, slight little red cherry. Mm. Uh, very interesting beer, fantastic beer to drink. So we put that into a walk-in freezer. Okay. We froze it and we produced this iced modus, which came out before Christmas in wow. a two in a mil bottle. Mm. Um, and it wasn't cheap; it was about ten pounds a bottle. Um, but the response we had was fantastic. You know, have it after dinner with some lovely chocolate um, that really brings out those sort of uh, bitter cherry flavours in it. Mm. And, and people were just knocked out, knocked out with it and just said, "We've never had anything like this in our lives." Mm. It's a really lovely, lovely story for us, and, and it's a lovely feedback we get on our beers uh, on a daily basis. Great. Well, thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you very much. So I managed to track down beer legend Big Al um, from Meantime Brewery. Hi Al, welcome to the podcast. Welcome back jo- to the podcast. You're a Olive podcast legend. You were first on last year, I think, and it was one of our most popular podcasts of all was time. It really? it really was. People well, love you. Hello, Anna and Janine from Olive Magazine. <laughs> yeah, well, I enjoyed it. Um, we did a we did a beer specifically um, uh, uh, with Olive Magazine. It yeah. went down an absolute scream. Yeah, we brewed. Uh, uh, port, uh, pomegranate porter, wasn't yes, it? Yes, we did. Yeah. Nice and tart, babes. Yeah. Nice and tart, it was. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't know like, a porter could be tart because in my head I thought a, port, a porter was like Guinness. Yeah, some of them have a tendency to go a little bit sour. I mean, uh, especially if you lay them down or, or if they're brewed to an older, uh, an older style. Um, we we uh, we still have our, our porter in the form of our chocolate porter, yeah. which we've had for many, many years in our core range. We use... Uh, we use uh, seven malted barley's in it: pale crystal, brown, chocolate, Munich, uh, black, and a little 0.5% of smoke malt to replicate a recipe from 1750. Wow! So that's right on is that, point. Is, is that quite a classic porter style? Then would yeah, you say? Yeah. yeah. Well, if it's from 1750, it's yeah, I was random, say. yeah, yeah. It, it's on point there, girl. But then what we do? <laughs> then what we do is we add a 70% patissier's grade cacao syrup to it: real cacao nibs and real vanilla. Okay. I mean, we ain't slung half a miles bar in it. You know, I mean, it's a really <laughs> nice bit of kit. Six and a half percent. It's not too trampy. Yeah. Goes well as a, you know, goes well as a digestive. If you want to have anything chocolatey with it, you want to have anything creamy with it. Tiramisu goes down a, 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 a really, really well. Yeah. Um, but also gamier dishes. Um, you know, a, a carne con chili from Mexico. Yeah. I mean, that little firm are notorious for putting in little bits of chocolate, chocolate into, into the chili. Off, yeah. Um, but for me, uh, at the top of its game. Uh, for the chocolate porter is blue cheese. A bit oh, blue yeah. cheese, you're having a laugh, aren't you? That would be nice. I can yeah, see so that. Yeah, so what you do is, I mean, I don't like my chocolate porter too cold. I want it to open up a bit. You get the chocolate porter, you have a little sip, and then you get some nice Stitchelton or, or some nice Costa, uh, Costa Bassett Stilton. And, you have, and as the cheese breaks down and comes down the sides of your mouth, have another go of the beer, and the blue notes in the cheese accentuate the chocolate notes in the beer. It's yeah. a marvel. You know your blue cheeses, though. Those are two of my oh, favourite blue cheeses. I, I said this. I said this. I said this to uh, 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 on the last podcast. I asked how my family needs. Um, my wife and my kids. Um, I like three things in life. I like good beer, good food, and good company. But cheese has got its own category yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, cheese is special. You know what I mean. I'm all about a bit of John Cleese. I love it. But coming up, I mean, we've got some beer on here at Craft Beer Rising. We have our 
winter sun. Yeah, um, we were just looking at that. A little bit in a cup for oh, me, yeah, please. Let's, let's please try some. Please grant you, my little darling. This is 5.9%. Now, we secondary ferment and we mature all of our beers at meantime. Right. For a minimum of two weeks, up to six weeks for our core range. This has been sitting in a vessel um, for about a year. Yep. 14 months. Okay. It's rounded off all the arse edges, broken down, and the natural occurring chemicals. <laughs> Do you want to have a little whack on that? Uh, yeah. It's a little bit. So you get a little bit of alcohol on the nose. A little bit oh, of sweet. That's really nice. Yeah, it's no. a Danish Yule ale. Even though it's described as a Christmas ale, yeah. uh, it's actually a lager yeast, which is nice because you usually find coming up you know, towards, uh, to, towards uh, Christmas time that your beers are darker, porter stoles and that. It's yeah. nice to chuck a lager in there and get a good so result. So did you say that that's a seasonal beer? That you're... Well, yeah, this is a little uh, a, a little project that we did um, after it's gone at uh, Craft Beer Rising uh, uh, these next four days. It won't be available uh, uh, anymore. Oh, really? So come over and see Grant uh, and Dan and they'll, they'll put you straight, guys, seriously. We've also got... Uh, We've also got an Anytime IPA. First yep. time I've seen a new T-shirt's granted. They're looking sharp, brother, aren't they? <laughs> looking sharp. Beer Once for the uh, many, the not for the few. For us, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, the Grant's done a load of weight as well. Well, I hate Grant. I hate him. I seem to be taking his weight off of him. I can't even get this shirt done up properly. <laughs> I've had to wear a T-shirt underneath. Both in black, because black's supposed <laughs> to be slimming. So this will make me twice as skinny. Okay, so um, let's try this what we've got here, um, uh, Janine, my darling, is we've got Anytime IPA. Oh, that's so, lovely. Yeah, you like that? That's really That's nice, yeah. isn't it? And it's yeah, nice yeah, and fruity. Yeah. We got an up in this. Uh, it's 4.7%, guys. Uh, what we wanted to do was just drop. I mean, we have we have a, a, a Yakima Red at 4.1%, full of bouquet, fruit, yeah. berries on the nose, on the palate. But what we were looking for, something a little bit more tropical and a little bit higher in ABV yeah. to satisfy the IPA drinker, not just the pale ale drinker. But we didn't want it knocking about six, seven, eight, eight, eight percent. No. So we dropped the ABV down, messed about with the IBUs. Now the IBUs, the beer in units, and it's a, I think 24, 25. Right. They're not a lot, but because of the way they utilise the mosaic up in this right. on the nose of that. Do you mind if I have a little whack on no, yours? No, of course. That's it. I've got a cold. Give us another one. <laughs> I sound a bit snuffly, babe. Yeah. Tonight, I? I'm a bit snuffly. Thanks, Carl. So Cheers, the idea is that it's you can have yeah, a few pints of it. Yeah, anytime. A little yeah. play on the word meantime, but it's, it's re responsibly. Early. We must put responsibly. It is past 12 o'clock. See, that's so. it's past 12. Somewhere <laughs> in the world, babe. Somewhere <laughs> in the world. Um, on the nose. I get a lot of sweet honeydew melon. And it also reminds yeah. me of when I was a kid, you used to go to the to the to sweet shop and nick them little the little penny chews you get away with nicking them, yeah. wouldn't you? The little uh, fruit salad buns and a rhubarb and Not custard. That we would ever condone shoplifting like <laughs> Oh babe, you've got to steal something. Surely. I'm only teasing, I'm only teasing. <laughs> Guys, yeah, food with this. Anything you gotta use a napkin for. Yeah. Anything. You know, you, you, you want sticky ribs, you want chicken wings, uh, Kansas City style barbecue sauce. I mean, I'm not talking about a New York dog. We've just mustard down here. Yeah. Let's go Chicago, Illinois. Let's yeah. have a let's have a Chicago. I've, I've dog. had a Chicago. So dog. what we got yeah. on that? We got Chardonnay on there. <laughs> we got salt peppers on there. There's yeah. mustard. There's mayonnaise. There's cheese. There's ketchup. You We've pick got it everything. Up and it's it like goes to me. It's that warm feeling down down the back of my elbow, and it's half the contents yeah. of the dog. This guy was screaming at that. Yeah. Absolute. Great.
Um, so meantime, like obviously they're not sitting in their, their laurels. They're bringing out new stuff no. all the time. I mean, we bought out cans last year. Yeah. A little bit late to the party, but I've definitely dressed to kill. Yeah. I've got to have one of my mates in marketing, Drew. <laughs> um, we put in a can. And we want to make sure the technology was right for us. Uh, we had the London, we have the London Pale Ale, the London Lager, and a Yakima Red. And you uh, would, we were just tasting this this brand new oh, thing, which is sweet, um, yeah, we got is, a gluten-free pale yeah, ale, which is incredible because I'm a big fan of Meantime Original Pale Ale. And you said you did a blind taste test, and no one could tell yeah, the difference. Yeah, well, what they doing? I mean, we haven't brewed it with a with a gluten-free grain. Okay, that's not what we've done. What we've done is we've brewed our beer, managed to place an enzyme inside it which pulls all the gluten out. Yeah. And like I said, we blind tasted this across the board. Yeah. With focus groups a lot, and no one can tell the difference. Yeah. It's available. It's available right in Tesco. It's available in Tesco. Tesco can't get enough of it. We're smashing it. Yeah. Smashing it in Tesco. They're loving it. It's really They're loving good. It. So like, what it means is no one, no one has to. Uh, and it's four point three percent. Yeah. It's you know it's really it's pretty, really sessionable. It's decent, yeah. It's, it's got plenty on the nose, plenty on the palate. It's not too overwhelming. We have other beers for that. Yeah. You know, it's a, you know, it, it'll keep the traditional craft beer drinker, Harry, at yeah. me, like your, your car scale drinker. Also, your modern craft beer drinker at me. Yeah. You know, you're... you're uh... Do you must meet a lot of people in and about your travels? So, is the, would you say the traditional beer drinker is, like, adopting craft beer now as well? I think or things think is changing. Of, yeah. I think things is changing. I don't know I'd be derogatory about anybody or anything. That wouldn't be a slight on them. That would be a slight on me. But, I mean, attitudes towards modern craft beer, keg yeah. beer, are changing from some of the old guards. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Wrong, I was brought up on car scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was drinking in my dad's pub out doing the ashtrays <laughs> and, and, and the uh, and, 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 and the pop being a popman in there yeah. at the age of 11, 12. They say, like, sit, have a glass of beer. I was allowed to have a 2.5% mild or 3% uh, bitter beer. Yeah. There was none of that directors. There was none of that cider, no wine, no spirits. It was just, just beer. beer, yeah. Now, the people like, they frowned upon that a little bit. Yeah. But the thing is, they're doing it in Germany. I mean, I know people who live in Czech. I've got a pal of mine who's right next to the to Bill to work well. Well, I don't want to mention his name. I don't want to get him in trouble. He's been <laughs> drinking beer in there since he was five. You go to Spain, you go to Portugal. Oh, yeah, we go to Italy. It's a different culture. France, all this little firm, what yeah. they're doing, all the mums and dads are having a drop of Fino Tinto and the kids are having a little whip of it and filling it up with water. Yeah. Do you know, it's, it's... I don't know if it's a way forward. Maybe I'll talk a little out of place. No, but, I don't know. You know, um, I've, I've got respect for alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have respect for alcohol. You've got and to you, watch what you're so doing. You, so you think the old guard are gradually coming on board with like new craft beer styles and definitely, yeah definitely I mean you know some have said if it's in keg it's not real beer with meantime we secondary ferment every single drop of beer that we have really? every so, single drop of beer that we have so goes, it's a very traditional way of making and, it and, and we don't pasteurise our beer right we don't we refuse we have never in the 18 years that meantime have been a brewery uh, Janine we have never ever passed one drop of beer not every gram it don't happen bruv yeah. don't, don't, it's, it's not I mean Louis Pasteur spoke of pasteurisation in 1972 right Louis said for a free to pasteurise milk, feel free to pasteurise orange juice, or push it to pasteurise wine. Yeah. He said, but if you pasteurise beer, it's detrimental to you're, the product. Because you're going to kill... Well, the... we have to... Yeah, it's... It ain't no good for it. We no. use a sterile filtration system instead, which is like akin to a pharmaceutical grade microfilter. Right. It's expensive. 
But we don't see any point in maturing some of our barrel-aged projects yeah. for up to six months and then cooking them. Yeah, I you're mean, not getting any natural you, yeah, CO2 that yeah, we yeah, work yeah. so hard to put in there and you give yeah. the beer a taste that we don't want to give it. Yeah. It's not what we're about. Uh, you know, uh, 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 it, it reflects in the popularity of what we do in the yeah. meantime. It really, really does, both. And you can taste it in the finished product as well. Because, like, the, yeah, it's it, clean, isn't it? Yeah, it's clean. Like you said, there's no point of putting all that love in it and then just blasting you it. You know with what heat it reminds me of? I, like, I got this off of one of the other market guys, Alec Fleming, a pal of mine. Uh, well, he said it's the same as going to the supermarket, yep. getting a carton of orange juice off the shelf. Like a, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and get yourself a net of oranges. Go home, chill the pair of them there for an hour. Yeah. Take the carton out. Shake it, pour that into a glass and squeeze yourself some fresh orange juice. The well, the car's pasteurised. The, the, the orange juice yeah. you just squeezes is unpasteurised. It's superior in colour, body, aroma, taste, yeah. texture, mouthfeel, flavour. Yeah. It wins hands down. Same with a bit of cheese. Yeah. I love a bit. I mean, I know you pregnant uh, pregnant ladies out there um, and you lactose intolerance, won't be able to indulge, but um, you're on your own there. Sorry about that. Um, I like a bit of unpasteurised cheese on the firm, definitely. Um, I'm having a look now at the moment. Is it, is it Paxton and Whitfield? Paxton and Whitfield? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're right lovely. down the end there. I've already been down to see Paxton oh, and Whitfield, yeah. yeah we're, we're quite good mates with them. Yeah, sure we'll have a little, we'll have a little chop down in a minute and pick up a traditional <laughs> English side. Or oh, it might be nice with a little bit of that winter sun as it goes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, what, one of the things I find walking around here and chatting to people, and especially people like you, is how much passion and love people have got for beer, and that's... Right, that I tell you what... I tell you what, you've been now right on the edge. See, the, I'm lucky in what I do. Yeah. I'm lucky. I fell into this by going. I've been drinking meantime beer for 12 years. I've been a tour guy for eight of those 12 years. Yeah. I love what we do. Yeah. I see how the beer's made. I know how the beer's made, and it's right up my street. It's an easy job to sell it, isn't well, it? Because you, because you like it. You, you see look, how it's you look made. around. You look around. If there's anybody here with a face like a smacked ass behind a bar, <laughs> they should have somebody else doing their yeah, job. Absolutely. Play, Grant. You know what I mean? We, we, you know, it's it's we're Grant, in the service Grant is industry. Smiling from ear to ear just yeah you can't see this but he's a, he's a happy man see the thing is I mean we work in the service industry just because we work in the service industry we're not to be subservient no but it's it's this is easy no and we're selling people their social time we're getting involved with that yeah. your social time should be enjoyable should be responsible to no, a yeah. certain, certain degree you probably have to edit that bit out I'll get in no, trouble no, with I'm that not, I'm not um, editing anything not you when you're on hey, you get me the sack stop it you're killing me you're killing me yeah but it should be but you're right. I mean, there's a lo- there's a lot of love in the room today, and it's not just because people are drinking. It's like a real love for beer, which is one of the yeah. You can, you can feel, feel it. it. You can feel it. I mean, if I don't want to do my job to the best of my ability and, and immerse myself in my subject, I'll let I'll let somebody else have yeah. a go. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for no, coming to chat to us it's, today. It's been my absolute pleasure. And, uh, will you come back on in the future? Please come back and talk to us again. Well, what, today? I've got to go to Bristol today. No, 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 later on. I'll later come on over, I'll come over yeah. see your Olive magazine. How yes. about, yeah, how yeah, about yeah. I'll go and rob that, that cheese stall <laughs> and I'll meet you back at your place in half hour? I'm just a joke. You're done. You're done. Thanks a lot, Al. You're more than welcome. Thanks for having me. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you liked this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. For more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. And you can still pick up a copy of our April issue now, which also has a handy beginner's guide to craft beer. Or you can go and download the app version. Bye for now. and We'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.